0: Do you ever find yourself feeling like they are just not enough hours in the day to get everything done in your membership? Do you feel chained to your never-ending to-do list, coming to the end of the workday and just feeling like you haven't achieved anything? Well, this episode is for you because I brought in a productivity specialist, the one and only Mike Vardy, who's going to share some tips on how you can be more productive in your membership business.
1: You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows welcome to episode 352 of the membership geeks podcast i'm personally really looking forward to this episode because i am always on the hunt for ways to become more productive
0: yeah you and me both It's a good thing that you're looking forward to the episode <laughs> it would be pretty bad if, if you if you weren't excited about today's episode but yeah i mean this is a topic that every membership owner i believe struggles with in some way shape or form staying organized being productive, keeping on top of the day-to-day. And with memberships, there's a lot of day-to-day.
1: Yeah, there really is. And even when you think you've got those routines, those systems, those processes in place, as your membership evolves, the way that you work, the way that you're productive in your business needs to change as well.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. There's so many plates to keep spinning and those plates definitely change. You know, in those early days, you've obviously got the tech stuff. You're still figuring that out. You're still figuring out routines. You're creating your content. You're getting used to being a membership owner. But once you've kind of got that stuff nailed, the work doesn't go away. It just changes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so
0: being adaptable in your your day-to-day routines, in the approach that you take to work, and actually being productive in that time, it, it's a challenge. And we know that, particularly with a lot of membership owners, they're going it alone.
1: Yeah, they are. And it does require a lot of discipline to actually keep all of those plates spinning that you need in a membership business.
0: Absolutely. And so thankfully we have the guy who is going to shed a bit of light on, first of all, what productivity is, you know, because it's a word that gets bandied around. But I think quite often we don't know what it means. You know, you say, have you been productive? Have I been productive? Usually you're thinking, have I done lots of work?
1: Yeah, have I ticked lots of things off the to do list or sat on my computer for eight hours today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, when I spoke to Mike, fantastic name as well. I love it when we have guests called Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of put me right on that straight away. And what he shared about how to get everything in order how to change your mindset around work and productivity and particularly an insight into his week and how he does it because he has a membership with his own he creates content in the way we all create content running our memberships and so it's a real fascinating interview with a lot of actionable takeaways so you're probably going to want to grab a little notebook and a pen for this one because there's a lot of good stuff coming
1: I'm excited. Let's just dive in.
0: Yes, let's jump into my conversation with Mike Vardy. My guest today is known simply as the productivityist. He's a highly acclaimed productivity strategist and the creator of the productivity philosophy and framework known as time crafting. He's considered to be one of the top thought leaders in the personal productivity and time management space with over 15 years of expertise under his belt and having coached hundreds of clients over that time. His work has been featured everywhere from Lifehacker to Forbes, and he's also a renowned international speaker, author, online educator, and successful podcaster. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the show, the productivityist himself, Mr. Mike Fordy. Mike, welcome to the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm really happy to be
2: here, Mike, and now that we got a lot of our other preamble out of the way before we hit record, I'm good to go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, everyone listening knows how big a geek I am, how big a geek Kali is. Mike, you're a big geek as well. We're all wrestling geeks. So we should have recorded the 45 minutes of chat about wrestling <laughs> beforehand and just start a separate podcast. Yeah. We,
2: but, we, 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 are, we were armchair booking for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pontificating yeah. and prognosticating.
0: But what I love that actually backs up just why I had to get you on the show to talk about productivity is you actually factored in anticipation that we would need some allocated time to talk about our our geeky passion before getting into this. I love that. I love that.
2: We we had to, but we haven't talked in so long. The last time I think we, I mean, again, the last time we talked would have been just over like texting. And then the last time we got to all see each other in person would have been, what, four years ago, easily at this point? Yeah. I think it was
0: San Diego 2018. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: it's been, it's been too long. Hopefully it won't be too much longer before we can all get together again. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, there's not too many, I mean, you know, this is just as well as I do anybody really when it comes to wrestling geekdom there, there are people have in mind who the wrestling fan, like the, the archetypal wrestling fan looks like. And for me, I mean, most people would say, okay, well, this is what I expect. And when I tell them I'm a wrestling fan, they're like, Oh, like you're also like, they don't, it, it, they, it doesn't compute. And then, then the, the more they think about it, like, okay, that makes sense. Like I can tell you the last time I was in the, the United States before COVID-19 hit was at a pro wrestling event in Portland, Oregon. It was the last NXT takeover that they did on the road. Yeah, And I have to say, being, thinking back, being in a full arena as COVID-19 was beginning with pro wrestling fans who don't necessarily take into account, you know, certain things
0: when it comes no. like they're yelling. They're not the, ha- the mo- not the most hygienic of people no, as no, a no. collective body.
2: I, I am either. I am surprised that, especially because the Pacific Northwest is kind of the epicenter at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm very surprised that I didn't come away with something, but um, I did. Uh, the one thing I did come away with was uh, some wrestling paraphernalia. And one of the best shows I've ever seen Um live and in person. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that just goes to show how, like, I traveled to Portland, a six-hour drive, <laughs> to go see this this event, and it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the the last time we were in the States before the pandemic, January 2019, Royal Rumble in yeah. Houston, Texas, and we did come back with COVID. So, you know, there yeah. you go
2: yeah it is, what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: right let's dive into talking about being productive i know that's something that a lot of membership owners in particular um will well not will do struggle with um what are we actually talking about when we're talking about being productive is that is it getting more work done so is it churning out more work is it doing your work in less time is it just being better organized what's a productive person look like Okay. So the interesting thing is you meant churning out more work. As soon as
2: that, that and, and I'm not saying that, the, but I'm not saying that that's uh, an incorrect way of putting it because I think that's the way society has kind of propelled productivity as. Yeah. It's about getting as much done as effectively or efficiently as possible. Like that's what the traditional thought process around productivity has been. I don't believe productivity, that's what it is. I believe that. Ultimately, at its core, productivity is about your intention and linking it to your attention. So the active linking of those things. Because if you're doing things that you didn't intend to do or don't intend to do, so you're giving your attention to those things, that's not productive. Because what's happening is that your intentions are then powerless, right? It's like, I want to... Um, Build a uh, a proper membership community uh, chat platform. Let's say, okay, how are you going to do that? Like, how are you going to get that attention there? You know, and one of the things that can happen there is because we either don't break things down, and we'll get into that, we can't pay attention to it. But conversely, and I think this is where a bigger problem lies with productivity is we end up giving our attention to things we never intended to do in the first place. So, oh, I'm going to check email first thing in the morning, which is basically other people's intentions and or demands. Well, what you're doing now is giving your attention to something that isn't your intention, which means that you're aimless, you're directionless. So that's when you get to the end of the day or you know, three hours past, you go, what was I doing? Like, how did I get here? Right. So I don't think it's about churning out more work. I don't think it's about, um, you know, getting as much done as possible in as little time as possible. It's about what do you intend to do? How are you going to pay attention to it? And just keeping that flywheel spinning consistent. I know you love talking about flywheels and ecosystems. (laughs) It's having, it's building that ecosystem because if you don't, then, and that, by the way, that, that makes a productive day different for every single person. I I was talking to somebody the other day and they were absolutely exhausted from the week. And they said, I just wanted to go on Facebook and update some things on there and do my books, like just some really low energy stuff. And I did that throughout the course of the day. And, and that was my day. And I just don't feel like I was productive. I'm like, but was that your intention to do that stuff? And they're like, yeah, I go, did that stuff need to get done? Well, yeah, eventually. Like then that was productive. Like I think we equate being productive, we we equate doing productive with being productive. Maybe that's All the right. best way. So we, we that's the equation, we need to break that. And and honestly, I know we talked off the top about COVID nineteen the pandemic. I think that one of the the consequences or the side effects, what have you, of the pandemic is that people have slowed down a bit. Expectations have been altered. Um, you know, remote work was something that was not really widely accepted, but now it's more than widely accepted. And now we're trying to figure out what the balance of that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, um, communication tools and, and and things like that. So I think that productivity has been somewhat redefined, you know, in a, in a, in a grander sense to the way I like to see it be defined, but there's always going to be pushback of like, you know, how are we, you know, we got to get this done and get this done, this done. And we need to start saying, do we, Really, is that what we need to do? You know, so I, I think that that ultimately is where productivity lies. Is that that active linking between intention and attention?
0: I love that perspective on it because, yeah, I, I do the thing where um, if I've worked a bit longer than I would normally work in a day, or I've ticked off more things, not just on today's to do list, but maybe some things on Friday's to do list, Saturday's to do list. I've had a good productive day, and what I mean is I've I've got a lot of bits and pieces done, but quite often. Half of that isn't stuff I had any intention of doing, or even necessarily needed to make a priority. I've just I, I've I've been busy, right? And right. And, and think, productivity.
2: And I think that's that's the the we can't confuse activity with productivity. Like yeah. we can't because if you get to in, Inbox Zero is a great example of this, right? Like I got my email to zero. If you are a customer service rep that's designed to answer email, or you're you're doing tickets or something like that, the, your version of a productive day. May involve getting to inbox zero. That may be a good measuring stick, but for the uh, the the person that's running their own business, like me, I'm a, pretty much a. I've got a small team. For you, for somebody who email is a part of the process, but not the whole of the process, to yeah. get your email to zero, um, first off, inbox zero. The term inbox zero does not mean get your email to zero. It means going into email with no questions about what you left behind. That's what that is. It's not about like oh, I have zero emails in my in my inbox. Um, Because let's face it, you will always have emails. Emails come at you. There's so many people trying to get at you compared to you that it's hard to manage. You could spend all day there. But the point is, is that that may not be the best measuring stick for productivity consistently. Now, if your intention is, I want to get my email taken care of today because I'm going away for the weekend and I want to make sure I go out of email with no questions, that's productive, right? Yeah. But to say that I want to get my email to zero every day, but you're not working on building that mini course, or you're not working on, you know, communicating with the members in your community who you want to communicate in more real time, is that, or better still, you're not answering the emails from those members and letting the other ones just sit there or be okay or put them in a place where you can deal with them later, then you might not be as productive. And that, and we know this, um, and it's hard to. Um, understand that productivity can be subjective from day to day. And so we have to get comfortable with that so that we can actually start measuring it in a more balanced and and even more qualitative way.
0: So how do we actually get comfortable with it? How do we make sure that we've got our intentions clear, that we've got our attention in the right place? Because You know, when you're running a membership, there's so many different places to spin. Every business has a lot of stuff going on. With a membership, you've got that membership community. You've got those posts to answer, the emails to answer, the text stuff. So much stuff to be doing. It can be overwhelming, especially for membership owners who are going it alone, or they maybe just have a very small team. Where do you even start?
2: Okay. So number one, the the way you overwhelm comes in like there's three ingredients to overwhelm, right? There's overcommitting there's over choice and there's overload, right? So if you have two of those three, you're in trouble. Like one, you can kind of mitigate, right? Like over committing, you say no to more stuff. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, overload, okay, I've got too many things. How do I break them down so that I, they can feel more manageable, right? And then over choice, oh, I've got so many options. I need to filter this so that I'm looking at things through a better lens. I think the problem is, is a lot of people look at their to-do lists and the biggest thing is that they they overestimate what they can do in a day, and they underestimate what they can do in a week, in a month, in a year. And we have this adage of live as if tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I, I love that idea, but it's also it can be counterproductive because you end up trying to get as much done as possible, and you're not nearly as effective. So mm. when I look at, when I look at a to do list. I don't look at the task first. In fact, when I build a to-do list, I have two, I call it my am list. So my action and the mode. And, and this is, if you're a to-do list driven person, then this is what I would do is I would look at your actions and say, okay, let's use, let's say, um, checking on circle to communicate with members. Cause that's what I use for my membership community. So that I don't look at that. I don't look at checking on circle. Instead, I look at the mode. I'm like, okay, how do I feel right now? How much time do I have right now? How much energy do I have? Where am I right now? (laughs) Like, you know, what's today's theme, right? Okay. So Mm -hmm. today, as we're recording this today, my today's theme is triage. So anything that I've labeled as triage, I now my attention goes there. Okay. It's Thursday, Thursday, triage day. Let me look at all the triage tasks that I have. I'm not going, let me look at all the tasks. Let me look at all the tasks that I've classified or associated with the word or the theme triage and work that way. And then I'm I'm being intentional, right? But let's say, well, you know this, we've talked about this before. I'm not a morning person, right? So I'm also going to say, I'm also, it's 9am. I'm kind of tired. Okay. (laughs) So what low energy triage tasks do I have today? So all of a sudden that list went from here, all the triage tasks to here, all the low energy triage tasks. And then I work through those. And that's just me knowing my body clock, right? Then in the afternoon, I'm like, oh, here's all the high energy ones. Um, if you're going between meetings, and we actually just talked about this, um, I have another meeting after our conversation. If I have a 30-minute window between this meeting and the next one, I'm not going to go, let me check email. Let me check Facebook. I'm going to go, let me look at all my five-minute tasks. Let me bang those out. And by the way, I'm not now I'm not looking at the day. I'm not going, well, what are all my triage tasks? I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to know that because I don't want to overthink it. I only have 30 minutes. Let's see how many five-minute tasks I can get done. The details of the task are secondary, right? Because the brain doesn't want, if you start looking at the to-do list in a sequential order or in in that list of details, your brain goes, oh my God, I have so much to do. I have so much. How am I going to know when to do that? What am I going to do? Whereas if you're like, I'm tired. Let me see all my low energy tasks. Oh, I went from... 83 things or 33 things or 12 things down to two. Let me do one of those two things. So that's working. I call this mode-based work or mode-based living is you look at your mode category and it doesn't take much to do You can do some paper. If you're using an app, you just use the tagging feature or the labeling feature to give yourselves that. And then what you can do is not only do you get to work in that, the way humans are designed to work, you know, where am I right now? I'm at my desk. What can I do when I'm at my desk? Or I'm going into, um, you know, uh, there's certain things I can do on my computer, but there's certain things I can do on my phone. Let me let me take a look at what I can do when I'm on my phone. Let me look at what I can do when I'm traveling, things like that. That's how the brain works. You know, go into the kitchen. You're not going... Well, let me what can I do in the kitchen? Like your brain does <laughs> you don't think that your brain just knows, "Hey, there's where the fridge is. This is where I this is where we eat," right? And I often use real-world examples in this case, Mike. So I'm like, "You know, can you do your dishes in the bathroom?" Absolutely you could. In fact, there's probably more places to do your dishes in the bathroom than there are in the kitchen. That's but a really good point. Eat, <laughs> right? But would you do them there? No, in a pinch you would right? But you wouldn't do them there necessarily, right? You would also do other things in the kitchen that you could do in the bathroom, but we won't go there, right? <laughs> but the point is, is that we often, we often get these pieces of friction, right? When you say, oh, I've got so many things to do and there's this project that I got to work on. Well, working by project isn't the best way to work all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but what I'm saying is sometimes you need to work through by mode or through modality, and then you can move multiple projects forward. So that's If you're a to-do list person, that's the way I kind of tackle it. If you're more of a calendar driven person, this is where I have those daily themes or horizontal themes, which is like, okay, like I can tell you between two and three every weekday, I work on my book. So my brain immediately knows at two o'clock books means I don't have any meetings during that time. And my brain starts to get wired to do that. Just like I know that today is triage day. The next triage day is next Thursday. So any other tasks I didn't get done, I'll do on Thursday. My audio and video day, my media day is Wednesday. I didn't get all my media tasks done yesterday. Okay, well, what's the next natural landing spot? It's not tomorrow or the next tomorrow or the next tomorrow. It's Wednesday. Now, it might be, I might have to do a couple of them today, right? But I don't need to do them all. So it gives your brain a place. It gives your brain anchors and waypoints And it lowers the decision fatigue that you need to have lowered so that you can, again, what do I intend to do? Hmm. How am I going to pay attention to that? And, And the decision fatigue really helps you with the attention piece. Like, this is when I should be doing these kind of things. Or I'm tired. I'm a night owl. I should be doing low energy things earlier in the day. So it's just about engineering this philosophy slash approach in a way that allows you to not feel overwhelmed by, oh my God, look at all the things I need to do today. Instead, you ask better questions. And with better questions, you get better answers.
0: I love the the, the whole approach of considering what mode you're in, because I was going to ask about that. I know that you talk a lot about theming your days and have set days of the week where you are focusing your attention on particular types of tasks. Mm-hmm. But my my honestly, my own resistance to that is... Is the thought that, okay, if I've got marketing Monday and I need to be in a certain mindset, a certain place, what happens if it comes to Monday and I'm just not in that zone? It's just not the type of work yep. I'm I'm in a place to do. But well, you're having sick. That-
2: you're sick. Like there's days mm. where it's like it's Tuesday, it's my training day, I don't feel well. Okay screw it. I'm not going to do training today. I might, I might come back to it later, but I'm going to focus on low energy things because there's nothing worse. And and you've come across this too. I don't feel well today. I'm going to take the day off, get some rest, come back tomorrow. And then you're like, Oh, look, now I have double the work. Everything's piled on. So instead you could say, let me just do some low energy things. Oh, here's four that I was going to do today. Here's four. I was going to do tomorrow. Here's four. Oh, then you finish the day. And then again, there's an example of a productive day being redefined. I was sick today, but I did the things I could do with the energy that I had. And now I've made my life a bit easier for the rest of the week because I took care of those things. Right? So yeah, it's really interesting because a lot of people, they get, they feel that there's a rigidity to this. Mm. And the problem is number one, you never adopt it all at once. Like I would never say, okay, Mike theme all seven days of the week. No, not out of the gate. You pick the one that's going to make the most sense. Like maybe it's Saturday. Saturday's your your household day because that's probably what you're doing already. Okay. So then you gear those tasks that are household related to Saturday. I also wouldn't say choose all five categories of mode-based work and use all five. I'd like pick one. And I often use the analogy of baseball for this. So there's some that are really good, like as a starting pitcher. So like, again, activity, theme, Resource; those will get you a lot further throughout the course of your day. Whereas sometimes you need that reliever to come in. It, let's use the soccer metaphor, right? The football metaphor. I uh, this week Leicester City brought in Jamie Vardy and Jamie Madison as subs, and those two guys won the game for them against uh, I think it was it was Burnley. I think right. I think it was Burnley. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> those guys came in to get the job done. So they're like the rele- the subs who have energy, they're pep, they're ready to go. Those would be time-based and energy-based. I'm stuck. What can I do? I don't know. I only have I okay. How many five minute tasks can I get done? Oh, I've got I've got no energy. Okay. So they act as like the ones that can get you moving. So that way you're like, okay, now that I've gotten some stuff done, I've got those little bit of dopamine hits that I used to get from checking Facebook or checking email. Now I can tackle the bigger project. So it's it's interesting because this is not a, it's not like I said, here, here's the philosophy, here's the approach do it all right now, which you get from other ones. It's yeah. more like that's why it's called time crafting, you're never going to stop crafting your time until you don't have any time left. And when you don't have any time left, then you won't be worrying about it anyway. So it's just important. Like a craftsperson person never stops, right? Mm-hmm. A, a craft person never goes, well, I'm done. I'm a, I'm a wrestler. A wrestler doesn't go, well, that's it. I'm the best. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I never stop. you know, I'm, I'm done. Don't need to hone my craft anymore. Of course you do. You want to get better at it. Times change, things evolve. So time is the same. So with this approach, it is a, I think it's a more humane approach and a more Mm. human approach to productivity
0: yeah and I love the name time crafting as well it sounds like a special skill that you'd pick up in like a sci-fi video game like you you've hit level three of time crafting that's gonna be your next project the actual time crafting video game well hey I should Brandon Sanderson just made like what
2: 23 million dollars Canadian so far on his Kickstarter campaign and he's a sci-fi author maybe I'll add that to my list do it this one, pick that up it's crazy
0: anyway. So for someone who is just in a place where right now they're living from their inbox, their to-do list is a mile long with no organization, that approach of just getting started with theming one day uh-huh. and and easing into it, that's, that's really what they should be looking at doing. Is there anything in particular um, in that process that they can do to make adapting to having that first themed day? in place and and building the habit of that because it's got to be a case of just developing developing that muscle developing that habit yep. of of sticking to it
2: so i think the biggest thing number 1 is if your to-do list is a mile long you may want to start with mode based work first anyway because mm. it's going to lower the amount of tasks but theming theme based modes is the is the final category of mode based work so and i'll share a pdf with you and your your so people can get access to that so they can see what the five categories are but I think the biggest thing to keep in mind when you're when you're thinking about this is if you're looking at theming a day of the week think about it in terms of like a logic puzzle like those old school logic puzzles where it's like you know Mike, Phil, Mary and Jane went to the grocery store and bought apples, oranges, blueberries and bananas and then there's a series of clues that tells you who bought what by process of elimination. You kind of have to do that with daily theming as well, even monthly theming to that regard as well. Mm-hmm. You got to work backwards from your certainties. So, for example, um, when I when I built my daily themes, I said, "I need." To, let's use the media example. I know I make a podcast. I know I do videos. I want to make sure I do it. What do I need to make that happen? Well, I need quiet. Right. I don't want to be telling my family to keep it down. I want to be able to make sure that I set that day up perfectly, so I look three to four weeks down the road. So I look at my calendar, I go three to four weeks down the road. I don't like make it for this week or next week because that's the only way you're going to see the things that show up again and again. These, Mm -hmm. these consistencies in your schedule. So if you have a standing meet, if you have meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays, probably not a good day for me to do or you to do podcasting because then you're always going to know that that's there. Now, I mean, again, uh, for me, I'm like, okay, when are my kids home from school? Well, they're home on Saturday and Sunday. So is my wife. I'm not going to work on media those days. Now that might seem like, okay, well, Mike, of course you're a father. Why would you do work on the weekends? It's still important to do this. It's also why I have things on my to-do list, like call my mom. And I have that every two weeks because that way I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to be reminded, Hey, my intention is to call my mom. Here's how I pay attention to it. And guess when I call her on a Saturday, which is my family day. So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so now I only have five days to think about. Wait, wait a minute, my wife's home from work on Thursdays. And, um, so I don't want to have to like worry about her doing anything. So I don't want to, so Thursdays are out. Okay. So now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, wait a minute. There's often holidays on Mondays and Fridays, right? In the, in the, in the calendar year, that would also not be a good day. Not only because my kids might be home, but also people might not want to do that on a Monday or Friday anyway. All right. So now I've got Tuesday or Wednesday to choose from. Now it's just a matter of me deciding, okay, yeah. well, Wednesday makes the most sense. And then when you've done that, like for media, what I did was I blocked out every other day for no one can book podcast inter- interviews with me on Wednesdays at all, or on, on any other day, but Wednesdays rather. Yeah. So I have a window and that's what you do. And you start with one and then you watch, and then you make it consistent. And the thing about a daily theme is it should be, what I, I call these static themes. Daily themes are an example of a static theme because you want to make it, consistent week over week over week. And you also want to make it universal as well. So for example, I call it media day because I will do things. On, and actually Wednesday works out better now that I think about it, Mike, because AEW Dynamite's on Wednesday. So <laughs> but Wednesday is when I will do things like, Hey, do you want to go watch a movie? Hey, let's listen to this. Like, so I gear everything media related mm. to that day to the point where I feel comfortable. It's like the just right factor, like the Goldilocks factor of too hard, too soft. So, and, and that's what I've done. Now you don't have to go that granular. You don't have to go that granular, but it's important to go, okay, what is something that I do consistently? Admin is a great example or maintenance, right? Like maintenance Mondays. I have Mondays, my maintenance day, right? So that means I'm doing work maintenance, but also life maintenance, right? So we're, we're doing grocery shopping or we're planning like thing. I have a planning day. Sunday's my planning day. Why? Because no one bugs me on a Sunday. I can plan. <laughs> and it's the start of my week Friday. Believe it or not. I used to theme Fridays. I don't anymore. Friday does not have a daily theme. And the reason is because I felt actually a bit too constricted by having all seven days. So on Fridays now I don't have a daily theme. So what do I do? Okay. How do I feel right now? I'm kind of tired. What can I do when I'm tired? Or oh, I have. Th- I, I'm going to do some deep work. What have I tagged deep work? Or I'm going to get on the phone and call people. Like so, I still have those waypoints, but there. But I've got one less. You know, kind of. Uh, you know, like the guardrails and bowling that you put up if you suck at bowling. I've got one less guardrail up to go. Okay, well, hold on. What daily theme is it? There isn't one. So now I'm relying on time, resource, energy, activity, those kind of things. So that's where I believe you start. But I think. Really importantly, Mike, is when you look at your to-do list, in order to do this properly, and you'll realize this when you're starting to apply modes to things, is is this a project disguised as a task on my to-do list, or is it actually a task? So build membership sites. Um, like that's a terrible to-do list item because you know that there's so many elements in it yeah but what's great is again you get to decide how far you need to break that down you've built several it's not like you need to break it down to the smallest possible step you might want to surgeons do that all the time airline pilots do that all the time you're going to want to break it down as small as you need to but for somebody who's never done it it may be a lot more steps I mean, you've built checklists and you've shown like here are all the steps. But if you built several of them, you can sometimes combine them. It's like doing laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you're doing laundry, do laundry is probably a terrible task for you if you've got a family of six. Because your brain's gonna go, Ugh, I can't get all that laundry done today. But if you say, do my laundry, oh well, I could do that. Or do towels or do like so, laundry is a project. Grocery shopping is a project. Heck, driving is a, a car is a project when you first start. My daughter just started driving. But the more comfortable you get, the less you necessarily have to break it down. And when you get comfortable with breaking these things down and then you miss something down the line, you realize, oh, that was the just right. I should have had that one step in there. This is now the template that I should follow when I'm doing this practice, which is a project again and again and again. So you have to watch for Projects that are disguised as tasks on your to-do list, because that's that's where you're going to get stuck. You can go, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, and then then all of a sudden you're like, well, what am I going to do? I know email will tell me what to do, yeah. right? So there you go.
0: See, I'm I'm very guilty of that kind of broad brush um, task within my to-do list, I do have, you know, I've got the mega specific ones. Mm-hmm. Some ones that you put on there that you know, it's going to take you literally 30 seconds and it'll take you longer to type the task out, but you just want that dopamine hit of ticking it off. <laughs> but that's, fine. that's yeah. beautiful.
2: That's beautiful. But precision matters. Precision mm. really does because with more precision, you get more quality. Right. And yeah. again, you get to, but the best part is you get to decide that. Like most people don't like, If I wrote down write book in my to-do list, which I did a few times, I'm like, (laughs) what's wrong with me? Like, and then I wrote like write 500 words for book, but that's also problematic because what if I get into a flow? Oh no, I got to stop now. Right. I've got so many other things to do. So then I went with, I I watched Donald Miller talk about writing a book. He goes, you need to write for at least 90 minutes to two hours per day. So I have a task on my to-do list that says write for six, write 60 write book for and it's like 60 minutes. Yeah. Now my brain, and that's why modes work because I'm looking, what can I do in 60 minutes? Oh, I have an hour. What's this? Oh, I'm going to write my book. Right. So it's you start with the mode and then you go back to the action as opposed to going, because the action's not, it's, it's, the way our brains think about things, Mike, it's not like we sit and go, okay, what are the order of the things I need to do? Mm -hmm. That's not the way. In fact, if you write things down in that order, you're like, why is it taking me so long to write down my to-do list? Because you're trying to edit it when you just should be capturing it. Let the modes kind of guide you. Or again, hey, what's related to a project? This is another great way to do it is if you have a project break it down into its smallest particles that you need to be in and then apply modes to it. And then you're like, Oh, well here are some quick five minute things. And then when you ask yourself at the end of the day, how did I do with that project? Oh, I did like three things for it. Okay. I can check off that. I worked on the project today. So yeah. there's ways to, to kind of break through those biases and trick your brains, especially the primitive part that just wants to like survive so that the part that's really a higher reasoning can thrive.
0: And I like that thing, you know, the example of writing the book as well and actually turning the task into something that is spend X amount of time on the book as opposed to this quantity of book, this quantity of writing. So for a membership right. owner, you know, you could have a task on your to-do list, which is spend time in the community. Yes. I've literally had that on my list, but it just says spend time in the community. It doesn't say how much time, doesn't say doing what. You might think, okay, well, answer 10 posts or you know, reply to five new member introductions. But if there's not that many new member introductions, or if there's 25, then what do you do? So I prefer I like the idea of actually 60 minutes, 60 yep. minutes in the community, whatever that may entail. And and, and, be- and that's where you
2: could you could horizontal theme it if you want. And people mm. ask, like, well, what's the difference between horizontal theming and time blocking? Difference between horizontal theming and time blocking is it's consecutive. So from two, like I said, from two to three every day, I work on writing. So my brain is wired to do that. But the other thing is that it's a little bit broader, right? So the problem with time blocking for some people is they go, I'm going to uh, work on Sam cart stuff during this time period. But what if Sam carts down? Yeah. And what do you do? Right. But if you were to work on like work on sales page or sales pages, it gives you a bit more flexibility, right? And the other problem, the other difference between time blocking, and which again, I'm not against, is that it tends to be in different spaces throughout your calendar week as opposed to a consistent time. So for me, I will time block some stuff, but not very often. I, I prefer the theming because my brain goes, oh, it's two o'clock. Plus, it makes it easier to do things like set up my Apple devices so that at two o'clock every day it goes into focus mode and things like that. It re- reduces friction. And that's really, really all we're trying to do here is reduce friction and increase flow.
0: All right so uh, you've mentioned some of the themes that you have um the maintenance monday and you have days for the media some of the modes that you use can you can you dig into that a little bit more and just give us an example what is what's your typical week look like in terms of the daily themes and what are your modes what are the okay. modes Okay so i start my week on a sunday
2: uh so sunday is my planning day so i actually have uh, this is an example of a time block. Actually, I have a week, what we call a weekly working session with my friend Russell, also a pro wrestling fan, from nine thirty to twelve thirty my time, and we go to a coffee shop and we sit there and we work. Now, normally I do planning at that time, but lately I've been trying to make it so that I'm actually doing writing during that time. So it's, but that's why I call it a weekly working session. If I call it a weekly planning session, then I'd be a bit more pigeonholed. But what happens is when I finish that time block, my brain goes, okay, well, now what? Well, wait, it's Sunday. Sunday's planning day, and then I go into planning. Whether it's family stuff, whatever, right? Um, Monday is my maintenance day, like I say, so it's it's all related to maintenance stuff. Tuesday is my training day. That's when I do client coaching, mm-hmm. but I also go into the membership community and offer some training advice. I'll maybe share a couple posts and things like that. So I'm trying to incorporate adding more of my daily themed tasks into my membership community. So on Sunday, I'll say, hey, uh, here's a planning tip for you. Monday, hey, here's a maintenance, here's some, like I'll go into the community and do some maintenance in the community, right? Tuesday, I'll do some like, here's a training tip for you, or here's something that you might wanna learn. Wednesday, as I said, is my media day, so it's audio video. So that's often when I'll film like stuff for courses and things like that. Or I might even write scripts because they're for media, right, so again, there's enough flexibility there is my triage day, which basically means I look at what I haven't done over those first four days and go, okay, well, what do I absolutely need to do? Like that, like those things have to happen. But then I work by modality the rest of the day outside of that. Friday is my, my themeless day or a free day, I guess is, and I, I have to say that was inspired by our friend, Chris Ducker.
0: Yeah. And, no work Friday.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was, it, so I've modified it because it's not no work. It's just whatever. It's the delightful work that I, I need or want to do, or I'll have a, like, I'll have a conversation or a coffee with someone or what have you. Saturday is my family day. And actually what's interesting is Saturday and Sunday can alternate depending on the weather. And that's based on my wife and I discussing it. So you know how the weather can be in the, in England, same thing here, right? If, especially from like November to May, if it's a sunny day on a Sunday, but Saturday's rainy. I'll flip it. So Saturday will be, uh, will be planning and Sunday will be family. And what's nice about that is all I do is I just, I don't look at due dates in my to-do list. I look at the modes. Oh, it's planning day today. This week, it just happens to be Saturday because of the weather. And I wouldn't do that with too. I mean, if my wife said, well, could you also switch media and training some weeks? I'm like, no, I I can't, there has to be a, a boundary there, right? Because if you're trying to switch too many, it becomes problematic. Um, in terms of the modes that I use, the ones that I tend to use the most are my, my daily theme obviously is a mode, right? Um, but I also use activity-based modes. So writing, reading, researching, which are two different things. Reading for me is more like, oh, I'm just going to look at this. Researching is I'm deep diving into something, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, an example, reading would be reading the latest book by Austin Kleon, right? But if I was interviewing him for the podcast, I would be researching, which I am. I'm going to be interviewing for the podcast. So so those are examples studying. like, So anything ending in ING is an activity. I generally use those as, as probably what I would call my primary themes. And then my, uh, my secondary themes or my relievers are time and energy. Um, I tend to use time the least amount. And I don't really use resources all that much, like resource-based themes, which are person, places, or things. So I don't like say, what can I do when I'm in my office? Because that's not a very good example, Mm -hmm. because there's lots of things I could do in my office. Um, I will use resource because there's persons involved. So I will tag tasks with people, right? So if I need to talk to my wife about something, instead of bombarding her with messages all day, I'll just go, okay, well, what are all the things I need to talk to Ann about? And I see that because I can just, they're all tagged with her. So I can go okay and we need to talk about doing some us exchange. Oh, we need to talk about planning our meals. Oh, we need to talk about renting a car. like so instead of me going, "Hey Ann Ping," and then an hour later, "Hey Ann Ping," like that that's not productive. Instead, I can batch all those things. And then that way when I do message her out of the blue, all of a sudden it it it's oh, this is urgent or this is important. I think the biggest problem when you constantly are bombarding somebody is that eventually it just becomes noise. In this case, it becomes you know, more of an alert. Um, and that's kind of the, I mean, my, my schedule, I'm a night owl. I don't get up till generally seven 30 or eight o'clock. I go to bed at around one, um, in the morning. Uh, and like I do, I try to work out three days a week between, and that's also a block of time. That's where you can get, it's helpful for things that you want to make appointments with either with Mm. others or with yourself those go on the calendar. So that's why book writing is on my calendar. That's why working out is on my calendar. So my calendar may look, it doesn't actually look that full, but because the daily themes are there, it is like when I'm not in a meeting with someone, I'm like, Oh, it's Thursday, Thursday triage. Let me look at my list and see all the triage stuff. So that's kind of the way I operate. I float from, I float from theme to mode. And then when I mentioned monthly theming as well, if, if I look at this is how it kind of filters even further, Mike, is, for example, this month's personal and professional theme is relationships, right? So if I'm looking at my day today day and I'm like, okay, I've done all my triage tasks, what should I do now? Okay, well, I only have five minutes. Let me do some five-minute tasks. Or, well, what's the monthly theme? Oh, it's relationships. Let's look at all the things that I've tagged with relationships. Or let's look at all the people. So I'm giving myself direction. And a friend of mine said this, which I loved, is he said, perfection is a direction. And I kind of like that. It's not... It's imp- uh, you can't ever really get there, nor would you want to. Hmm. But when I read books like "The Score takes care the Score will take care of itself" by Bill Walsh, who who says like he strives for perfection but hits excellence. When I worked at Costco, which I worked at for over a decade, Jim Sinegal said perfection is stupid. It is it's stupid. The pursuit of perfection is stupid. What we want is to strive for excellence. But I like this idea of perfection as a direction because it allows us to leverage any kind of perfectionist tendencies that we have to go, well, I know I'm never going to get there, but it's going to point me in the right direction. And we, uh, literally right over here, we we're having a beer. And he said that I'm like, Jeff, I'm going to steal that from you, <laughs> uh, my buddy, Jeff Kelly. I said, I'm going to steal that. Cause that's a good, to me, it's just a good reminder that you're never going to get to perfect. And that's just it. Like I hear people and see people go, what's the perfect week. What's the perfect day. You're never going to get that yeah. ideal, probably. Uh, and hopefully, you strive for that. But if if you keep in mind that perfection is a direction, then I can say to myself, okay, today's triage day. Ugh, I'm kind of tired. What can I do when I'm tired? I'm still moving things in the right direction, and yeah. that's I think what's key.
0: And I love that as well because you know one of the things I was going to ask is if you have this tightly configured week and everything's got its place and this that and the other then how do you avoid it all getting blown up by that thing that will inevitably come along that takes priority over everything else but actually it sounds like the the whole approach there's a lot of slack built into it and if things don't go as planned that's like not the end of the world it's no big deal
2: i I have a destination for those things too so like if if i don't get the show notes for the podcast two weeks down the road done, I don't go, well, when am I going to do it? My brain goes, well, it'll, it should be a Wednesday. Like it mm. should be, it's not necessarily going to be like, if I want to do the show notes for next week, it'll probably have to be Thursday or Friday, right? Like, cause mm. uh, otherwise they won't get done. But if the, cause the podcast gets released on Wednesday. So it, you have places for these things to go instead of, cause that's the thing. It's like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow it just expands and expands and expands. But if you have a default. Oh, well, this is where, oh, I have more maintenance to do. Can this wait? Yeah, I can wait. And that's why I have horizontal themes. Because if I don't write every day, you know what I don't do? Write. Like, I don't write. Like, because writing is part of what I do, right? So, and if I wanted to, if I was a YouTuber, you know what I would do? Film every day. And you know why? I also set aside time every single, every every day. It's connect with members in time, crafting trust. Now, I don't have a horizontal theme for that because I have members all over the place. See, that's another thing, too, is I'm, I'm more... When you start to approach it this way, you realize you're still getting the right things done, but you get to be more mindful and thoughtful about mm-hmm. it. You go, okay, well, wait a minute. Like I have members in the UK. I don't want to be jumping on at three in the afternoon because they're not there. Right. No. So I have to, I have to smatter that throughout the course of the day, or I have to decide, well, is this a timely or is this timeless? If it's timeless, it can happen whenever you want. But for my focus fix session for my members, where we all get together and work together, I know you have that as well. Um, I have an 8 a.m. slot, and we had it today, Thursdays and Mondays, for one hour. And it's like, I don't necessarily like to be up and out of an 8 a.m., but they all know, and I've got two, two to three people from Europe that are on those calls regularly— And they're like, Mike, what are you going to work on? And they all go, low energy, right, Mike? I'm like, yeah, probably (laughs) low energy. But that's the thing is you get to build those relationships. And by the way, that's why March – the reason that my monthly theme for March is relationships is because I'm traveling to a mastermind next week. So I'll be spending time with some fellow mastermind folks. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to Ontario to visit my family for a week. So I'm like, well, two of the weeks of the month, I'm with people. Yeah. So what if I just make my overarching focus relationships for the month? And then that way I'm really honed in on it. I'm wired. I'm I'm primed for it. <laughs> and inevitably, Mike, we get, I get people who say, so you don't focus on relationships any other time of year. I'm like, no, theming isn't about like only a Sith deals in absolutes. Also only <laughs> Jedis do as well, but let's not go there. Um, <laughs> the point is, is that I don't sit there and go, well, Relationships are done. Like that's it. I'm done. March, it's April 1st. What am I gonna? No, it's like I just elevate it. I just give it an yeah. overarching focus. And then that way I'm doing things like reaching out to a um, you know, podcast. I mean podcast movement. We've been there. What mm-hmm. do you think yeah. I reached out to when I saw that AEW uh Ring of Honor and A, I reached out to my uh, Dan Franks, who's a co-founder. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in months. I'm like, oh well, because my brain is primed for that. I had a 3-hour coffee with a friend of mine who wants to do some cool stuff. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have scheduled that if I didn't realize that hey, my monthly theme is relationships and we're only what, 3 days in? You can imagine that by the end of the month I'm going to be at a point where my relationship levels are are they're they're at a, a good peak and I'll feel good about it. Um and then of course the reason I'm able to keep up with this stuff and this is probably another question for another either as we move forward is I journal. So I keep Mm. tabs on this by journaling every night. It's part of my evening examination. And that way I know, like, did I live up to the theme today? Yep. Am I living up to my monthly theme? Yep. And sometimes my journal entries, again, aren't that. They're like, crap, still have writer's block. Oh, well. Right. You know, but building that consistency and doing something that I can
0: sustain is key as well. So I love that. I just want to go away and completely redesign every single Facet of my days Weeks and months But As we've already Told people Just start with one Start with the thing That is probably The most natural And that is already Being done anyway just Shape it a little bit more Craft it a little bit more
2: Start with flat back bumps Mike Start with yeah. flat
0: back bumps <laughs> like Just to round off The wrestling theme um, Man I could keep you here All day Picking your brains About productivity Especially if we Also lean a little more into the wrestling stuff i think we have maybe hit the limit for the average listener you know (laughs) listen since we've rebranded to the membership geeks the warning is there that you're going to get some of this geekdom so that's all i'll say um yeah i just i just don't want to mess with your schedule by um Shackling you to the mic for too much longer. Before I let you go, for anyone who is interested in time crafting, in your whole philosophy and approach, and they want to learn more, and I'm positive that most pretty much everyone will want to, where can they um, get more from you? So, the best place to go,
2: I actually have a little, I have a couple of opt ins, but I'll send you to the one that I think is going to help in terms of just giving you some direction in terms of like, what can you do? I'm a big believer in this idea of getting six of your intentions done per day. So what I, what I mean by that is it doesn't mean that you're only doing six things per day, but you set six intentions and you get those things done. You can spread it out over the course of a week or whatever, if they're bigger things or what have you. And what I've created is a little, it's a little PDF. So just something small called the starting six. So if you want to get that, and then you'll get emails from me and all that fun stuff, just go to productivityist.com slash do, be, do, be do. Because that's what I think (laughs) is I think a lot of people spend time doing productive when they should be being productive. And, uh, so again, I'm sure you'll have a link to this in the show notes, but it's productivity.com slash do
0: be, do be, do. And that's do, D-O, not as in song lyrics where it would be no. It's, it's,
2: it's like do as in do as opposed to like Sinatra yeah. do, yes.
0: <laughs> Love that. And if you head over to membershipgeeks.com slash 352, we will have links to that and to other places where you can get your productivity fix from the one and only Mike Vardy. Mike, it has been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, if, if absolutely nothing else comes from my personal side of this um i'm sure the one thing that Callie in particular will be most grateful for is this idea that maybe i could just like talk to her about all the things i want to talk to her and send her all the messages i'm going to send her instead of doing it all day long um yeah i'm sure she'll be very very grateful for that idea (laughs)
2: <laughs> no problem. Anything I can do to help Cali out. I mean, that's what, yeah. why I'm here, right? So
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks right. again,
2: Mike. I had an absolute blast.
0: Yeah. Me too, man. Thanks. And we'll have to get it back in the short some point, but until then, take care. Thanks once again to the productivityist himself, Mike Vardy, for... Just opening up his brain and sharing all his um, gold nuggets and insight and wisdom on how to be productive and just what being productive means. I particularly love just the simplicity of, you know, when he says so many people try to do productive instead of be productive. So we try to do these routines. We try to do these things that we've read in an article and and act productive as though we are productive, but not actually be productive. And yeah, the way that he broke down, you know, the, the whole thing of your intention and your attention. Yeah, brilliant. I'm sure that you've taken as note, if not as many as I have, Callie. Yeah,
1: definitely. And something I love in particular, which I think doesn't get talked about too much in the productivity sphere is actually not being too rigid. It's great to have these kind of plans, these themes and things like that, but actually allowing for life in there as well. Because I know for myself personally, if I'm so stuck in this has to be the routine or the process and something takes that off course, it's far harder to get back. Um, But the other thing I particularly loved was actually how Mike incorporates personal life and family life into things like his theming as well. That's not something I'd personally considered before but actually it it really makes sense and it's a great way of keeping that that mindset
0: yeah so just the idea that on his media day which is the day where he you know records videos or he records podcasts and he's doing stuff that would fall under the banner of media that's also the day where he'll have a film night or he'll go to the cinema because that's a form of media too and i think stuff like that just kind of it, it makes it less of a Okay, I'm going into work so I need to put my content creation hat on. I need to put my media hat on. It's just it's it's more of an involved part of your your whole day, your whole life. Yeah,
1: It's more about having a productive lifestyle, if yeah. anything, than just a productive working day.
0: Absolutely. And that point about the rigidity of it, that's always put me off other frameworks. I mean, we've all read the books. We've all seen different frameworks going back years. I remember the whole GTD, the getting things done framework. And, you know, the the name, the concept, brilliant, getting things done. Why would I not want to follow a framework to get things done? And then you read it and say, like, okay, you need a whole system of index cards and everything needs to to be just so. And the the task of putting everything in place to become productive becomes a, such a big project in itself. You're like, but I'm not productive enough yet to find the time to put the things in place to be productive. So Mike completely flips that on its head. And um, yeah, I'm sure Just like we are, you are raring to go and start implementing some of the tips that Mike has given. And remember, he has uh, put together a fantastic resource, uh, the Starting Six Worksheet, to help you kind of ease into that and just start building that initial habits and that initial routine that you can then Scale up and scale up and start crafting your time. I love that name as well. I mentioned it, in my but the name time crafting. Yeah, I it's very that. sci-fi. It, it? Is. it is very it video is. game nerd. Um, apologies to the, for for the excessive wrestling references during the show, but you know now we're the membership geeks. It does what it says on the tin. You know what you're getting now. You can't complain. Yeah. Um, anyway, before we delve in to that particular rabbit hole we're going to wrap things up we're going to thank you for listening to the show thank mike once again for coming on the show we'll have to get him back at some point i'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was hit us up on social we are everywhere at membership geeks if you're in our free facebook group let us know your thoughts in there if you're not in the group why not there's what 18 19, 000 19 000. membership owners in there now and it's a free facebook group if you had to talk memberships it'll redirect you to the right place on facebook come join the conversation and let us know what you've thought about today's episode and the productivity tips shared by mike vardy that is it from us we'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership geeks podcast
1: take care folks
0: If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out MembershipAcademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.